great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. So my day started, and by the way, I hope you folks had a uh, a lovely weekend. My day started uh, bright and early this morning in Rhode Island, the great state of Rhode Island, after watching the big game last night with my daughter, grandkids, and seven inches of snow. So I'm grateful that we made the drive down from Rhode Island through Connecticut and back to New York. But I also had a 9 a.m. doctor's appointment via Zoom, and I'm not much of a technology guy, and we're pulling over, and I'm trying to find a rest stop, and I couldn't find a rest stop. And so I pull over at a um, at a gas station, and there's a Dunkin' Donuts there, and I'm messing with the Wi-Fi, and it's not exactly cooperating with me too much. But I made it back from Rhode Island, and um, at least the doctor was able to hear me for a little bit. So what do we have on tap this morning? AOC is uh, edited again with her wacky comments, and that's coming up during the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. She says um, she ate you-know-what as a bartender and eats you-know-what as a congresswoman. That's coming up a bit later. But here's where we are starting. Some officials from New York Governor Kathy Hochul on down are looking to expand state laws on mandatory treatment for the mentally ill. It must happen. We really don't have any other viable options on the table. Background here. January um, 1999, uh, Kendra Webdale a 32-year-old writer, was pushed to her death in the path of an oncoming entrain by a schizophrenic man. So in essence here, folks, Kendra's law allows a court to order, keyword, to order treatment for people with serious mental illness who might be a danger to the community. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So why am I bringing this all up? You know, folks, the horrific crime that occurred over the weekend. Found murdered in the bathtub after she's followed home and fatally stabbed more than 40 times, according to officials, in her own apartment. Stabbed 
more than 40 times this weekend in her own apartment. Christina Lee, 35 years old, 35-year-old woman, screamed, help me, call 911, as she was repeatedly stabbed in her Chinatown apartment after she returned from a night out. Again, prosecutors said in court that she was stabbed more than 40 times and that the crime is sexually motivated and they're looking at whether or not it's a biased crime. This suspect, we'll get to him in just a second, even tried to trick the police who responded, according to prosecutors, into leaving, mimicking a woman's voice and telling officers outside that he didn't need police. And so this uh, suspect, Asamad Nash, he is apparently, uh, I believe, 25 years old. He's been charged with murder, burglary, sexually motivated burglary, and ordered held without bail tonight. He could face life without parole. So this happened early Sunday morning, about 4 a.m., as Miss Lee was dropped off at her building in Chinatown. And surveillance video reveals that this suspect uh, came into the building right behind her, and she apparently lived uh, up on the sixth floor. And according to police, he kept uh, at least a flight of stairs separate between him and the woman so that apparently she wouldn't know exactly uh, what was going in. So the bottom line is she opened the door and he just slipped in right behind her. And at about 4.23 a.m., officers with the NYPD responded to a call about a dispute in the building. And upon arrival, they encountered a barricaded situation and were not uh, able to gain immediate access uh, to the apartment. When they did get in, they found Miss Lee in the bathroom with trauma to the body, more than 40 stab wounds. She was pronounced dead at the scene. And the uh, suspect was apparently hiding under a bed. We must extend Kendra's law. Who's next? What has to happen next in terms of the homeless, but more specifically, the mentally ill, a 35-year-old woman in the prime of her life, and she is gone. Let's start with our telephone calls. Dominic Carter here, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, Let's begin with Alex. Alex is calling from Dallas in the great state of Texas. Good morning, Alex. And what's on your mind? 
Dominic, it's the bail reform because look in L.A., a 23-year-old UCLA grad student uh, stabbed to death by a guy with 17 prior convictions. Absolutely. So it's because we don't have – it's the bail reform. And why would you hire that pedophile, Anthony Weiner, to work at y'all's station? Isn't that crazy? Okay, 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 okay. okay. Let's let's stop. All right. Number number one, uh, uh, I'm not here in the capacity of a spokesman uh, for the station. Mr. Weiner uh, is doing a show here. It, it is a return for Mr. Weiner. He did a show here before. And Anthony Weiner, um, I'm not making judgment one way or the other. Anthony Weiner is someone I've known a very long time from covering him as a candidate for mayor, uh, going back and so on. And so he's uh, doing the show on Saturdays uh, with Curtis Sliwa, left versus the right. And we wish uh, Curtis Sliwa and Anthony Weiner much much success. Let's go to our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Um, thank you for always covering um, subjects that really matter and um, never just sort of taking an easy show. I really appreciate that more than I could tell you. Um, I have someone that's very special to me. She's an NYU graduate. Um, got the, you know, a first job out of college doing very, very well living in Manhattan, but I'm terrified for her every day. Um, you know, she's making huge money, but I often thank God for this. Is it worth it? You know what I mean? Right. Does Uh, she live in Manhattan? She does. Okay. Okay. So I, you know, when her, her father still checks on her every night, you know, she's in her early twenties now, but it's, it's terrifying to people that love someone to have this. And what I was going to say about Kendra's law, why they don't make that, you know, impose that on these people, because their right to not take medicine does not super, you know, to keep them well or keep right. them. I agree with you. I agree with you. Ability does not supersede other people's right to live and live in peace. And um, when you look at what they've done with COVID, all the restrictions they've imposed, vaccines, you have to give your 12, 12, up 12 and under will now have to have them five up to 12 people of all ages have to have a vaccine to go to McDonald's or whatever, get a mm-hmm. pizza, mm-hmm. much less go to a museum or a show. But these people can roam about with this severe mental illness and the criminality. So like the, like other people said, between the bail reform, these easy, squeezy, lemon bruisey uh, prosecutors that are act more like, um, you know, defense attorneys advocating for criminals between that and just the lack of enforcement where you have Kansas law. Um, that's a gift. A lot of communities don't have to have that. They'd have to fight the ACLU at every Correct. turn. Correct. So I just think it's very sad. It breaks my heart to think of that woman on this earth fighting for her life in her own home. Where in she her should own have, apartment. She should have known peace and she should have known security. And it's it's just an awful shame, and it's a reminder, sadly, to all of us, especially people like you that are sort of in the belly of the beast, especially the women. Unfortunately, everyone's vulnerable, but women even more. Keep your eyes and ears open. Look behind you. Look around you. When you're entering a building, at when you're at the times. train platform, stand up against the wall if you're at the train platform. Don't make yourself an easy target. Things like that. Don't have your earbuds in. Keep a phone in your hand when you're entering the building, you know, stuff like that or, or you know, some pepper spray or something. You never know. Unfortunately, you have to have your guard up. And um, thank you for hearing me. And I hope to God they impose that Kendra's law and 
so none of these other precious innocent souls are stolen from life. Um, it's really an awful shame. And, and I thank you again for your coverage. And, of, and I, I thank you for your comment, uh, Jennifer. And I always enjoy chatting with you. You're a uh, voice of reason. We are talking about the horrific crime that occur- occurred early Sunday morning, New York City, Chinatown. Woman stabbed more than 40 times in her own apartment. The suspect is being, homeless suspect is being held without bail. Uh, she walked into her building and uh, I guess she kept walking and didn't realize the door, the entrance door to the building had not fully closed, had closed and he was able to enter the building, the suspect. I want you to listen, folks. In one second, I'm going to Larry in Brooklyn, and Larry says that I'm way off, so we'll see what I'm off about. But this is how the suspect at the uh, perp walk, this is what he said to reporters. Asimad, why did you kill Christina? Huh? Why did you kill her? I didn't kill nobody. You didn't kill her because she was Asian? I didn't kill nobody. Why you? Why have you been arrested then? Why did you do it? You have anything to say to the victim's family? Anything to say? And he had the nerve. Maybe it's just sheer mental illness. If you just listen carefully, he said, as the police were putting him into the car, he said, "Oh man, I'm going to jail. A woman has been stabbed more than forty times." Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, Dominic, the reason I'm saying you're way off is because, look, I'm not denying the fact, and I'm not denying the fact that mental illness, um, the fact that this affluent society ignores people with mental illness and lets them roam and doesn't care about them is behind this. However, the um, the fact that they're mentally ill is not necessarily the motive for the is not necessarily what causes them to kill. It could be righteous anger at society for not caring about them, which is coming from their wealth side, not their mental illness side. The fact is that most mentally ill people are not violent, and by by sweeping with such a broad broom, you are victimizing the peaceful mentally ill. And I know such people that have been victimized by Kendra's law. You cannot sweep everybody under one broom because what motivates people to kill is not always mental illness. In fact, it's a small percentage of the time. It's the fact that we live in an indifferent society, and mental ill people are the most sensitive to that, and they have righteous rage. Okay. That's what it is. So I've, I've patiently uh, listened to you, Larry, and, and I, I, I know you mean well, and we're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one because because it is a fact. We're not just talking about the broad issue of mental illness. We're talking about paranoid schizophrenics. And when they do not have their medication, and most or many don't like taking it, when they do not have their medication, they start hearing voices. And, Larry, I am an expert on this matter, having grown up as a child of someone who my mother was a paranoid, a, quote, chronic paranoid schizophrenic. So I know what happens when they don't have their medication. So I want to give you the final say on this before I move on. And I hear you. You don't want me to victimize all of those with mental illness. I respect 
where you're coming from. But I respectfully disagree on the issue of schizophrenia. I give you the final word before I move on. Okay. The bottom line is short-term, long-term solution. Maybe you have the long-term solution in, 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 with the mental illness, changing the approach and everything. However, the short-term solution is the criminal law, and that's what we have to rely on to save lives. Okay. Well, Larry, I, I appreciate uh, your perspective, and um, and I do want to say have a uh, a, uh, a beautiful uh, morning. Let's go before we take a break to Mario in Manhattan. Mario, you're on the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning to you. Yes, good morning. The presence of the police uniform on the street is the solution right now. All the politicking and the grandstanding in this election year is going to take a long time to implement all those wonderful programs they want to put together. So we need that extra police presence on the street. You've got patrolmen running around in prowl cars, both of them in the same car. One should be walking and the other car should be following. Get those People, the Deadwood and all those police precincts that are not doing anything other than clerical work, put them in a uniform and get them on the street and put that police presence in these neighborhoods that need that now, not when the summertime comes. And if you don't want to do that, this is going to go on and on and on. We're getting nowhere. Go ahead. I'll listen to you. You know, Mario, and and, and what you just said at the tail end of your comment is where I'm where I'm at mentally right now, has it reached the point where we're becoming desensitized to these horrific incidents that are occurring? And poor Asian Americans, I'm, I mean, what, what, what is, what I'm trying to say, Mario, and, 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 you know, maybe I should be politically correct, maybe perhaps not. When you look at this suspect, it's clear that something is terribly wrong. What was this man doing on the street? Exactly. So that's where we are. And until we get that extra police presence on the street, this is going to repeat itself over and over and over again. Thank you for taking my call. Of course, Mario. Thank you. But then the issue also becomes more police. The police can't be everywhere. The police would not have been able to solve this situation. By all indications, it looked like this suspect stalked this woman, and and after she got out of the taxi, uh, she thought that the door was going to naturally close behind her, as they often do, and this suspect uh, almost like uh, she was prey. She was literally prey for this suspect. He walked in behind her. She didn't realize that the door hadn't closed. He crept up uh, to outside her apartment where thus he ends up inside her apartment. She's screaming. And the neighbors are calling the police. She's screaming as she's being stabbed repeatedly. Call 911. Call 911. Let's go to Cincinnati, Ohio this morning. Let's say good morning to Jay. Good morning, Jay. And what's on your mind? Dominic, you're spot on about the mental illness. Human beings are natural predators, okay? Unfortunately, most of us have evolved through all that hunter and gathering instinct. You know, we got people that are hunting each other. You have that problem in New York, we have the problem in Cincinnati. Okay? You mix 
those medications with alcohol and other drugs. Yes. And people are out of control. Absolutely. Absolutely, Jay. I, I couldn't agree with you more okay, because that's, that, that's oftentimes uh, what happens specifically. I, I don't want to uh, broad, broad brush uh, the, the mentally ill everyone. I'm specifically referring to schizophrenics right now. And Jay is correct in which you have people that are on serious psychiatric medication. And in some cases, not all, in some cases, they may skip their medication. And that's when the voices start within their heads. I went through the same thing with my own biological mother. I saw the medical records of 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 she heard voices telling her uh, okay generally i don't talk about the situation with my mother because it is a little painful but in looking at the uh, records from mount sinai there was one incident where my own mother barricaded herself uh in at at uh i believe it was at bellevue and um and and she said that there were little men running around and she barricaded herself in with the with the uh somehow she got access to a uh, a nail uh filer or something like that you know what women use for their for their uh for their uh for their when they're doing manicures and um it it took several staffers to get her out of there and she was immediately uh medicated and so the call from Cincinnati, he's correct. And then you have some people that will not take their medication because they don't like the way that it makes them feel. It has often been described to me as I speak on mental illness around the country and up in Canada. It's often been described to me as that they feel zombie-like and they don't like the feeling. And thus they don't take the medication. But when they stop on the medication, very, very dangerous things can happen. But this man, this man, the suspect in this case here, uh, he had numerous arrests, right? Eight prior arrests, and uh, mostly for low-level subway offenses. But he was out on supervised release in three misdemeanor cases since September, including a September 28th case in which he's accused of punching a man at a subway turnstile, right? So if Mr. Nash, think about this for a second, if he had been held at Rikers or via Kendra's law was under court-mandated mental uh, health treatment, then this young woman, this 35-year-old woman, Christina Lee, might be alive today. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. More of your telephone calls when we come back. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 35 year old Christina Lee was walking from a taxi into her apartment early Sunday morning about 4 a.m. when this suspect snuck in her apartment building down in Chinatown behind her. Surveillance video captured the moment 
And once inside, police say the suspect, 25-year-old Asamad Nash, who was homeless, entered her apartment, grabbed a knife from the kitchen, and stabbed her more than 40 times in her own apartment. The woman screamed out for help and for neighbors to call 911. Members of the uh, NYPD Emergency Service Unit eventually busted down the door and found Lee bleeding to death in a bathtub and Nash hiding under a bed. He had also barricaded himself in. He is looking at murder and burglary charges being held uh, with no bail. Let's go right back to the uh, telephone calls. Let's go down. Let's go to to Quarry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Quarry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dom. Always a pleasure. Thank you. I feel the same. Go right ahead. Um, Yes, I think uh, something like Hendra's Law uh, or, say, the Baker Act that we have down in Florida would have definitely been something that could have helped the situation. Okay, so Corey, um, help me with yeah. the with the Baker Act. I'm not very familiar with it at all. Okay, the Baker Act um, allows uh, family members um, or police who arrest somebody to, let's say they just pick them up for disorderly conduct or whatever allows them to to say this person needs to be evaluated because they seem psychologically they need evaluation. Mm -hmm. In which case, because they're a threat to themselves, harm themselves or harm others. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So then they will go and be uh, evaluated psychologically for, they can be held for 72 hours. Now, if it's something like you're drunk and doing something silly, then obviously the next day and, you you know, people are released. But if these people really need help, then they are held and treated and say things like schizophrenia or all the other different mental uh, conditions can be treated uh, with medications and therapy, mm-hmm. what have you. Well, Kendra's law, on the other hand, re- requires a long process where the court has to decide right. on that. Well, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, Corey, I'm a strong uh, believer, and I thank you for the call that uh, that here in uh, New York that um, we need we need expanded uh, Kendra's uh, law. Now, is it a slippery slope? Absolutely, but but. When people are murdered inside their own apartment, stabbed 40 times, to be specific, more than 40 times, something has to be done. Something must be done. So New York Governor Kathy Hochul is looking to expand uh, Kendra's law, and uh, Mayor Eric Adams has, um, has sounded off on this issue and again, in January of uh, 1999, Kendra Webb, a 32-year-old writer, was pushed to her death into the path of an oncoming 
entrained by a schizophrenic man, and Kendra's law allows a court to order treatment for people with serious mental illnesses who might be a danger to the community. Let's go to Peak Skill. Let's say good morning to Cindy. Cindy, you're on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Hi, Dominic. I love you. Thank you. I love you, too. Thank you. Thank I you. listen to you all the time. Well, thank you, Cindy. Uh, I've got 34-year uh, sober from alcohol and drugs. Wow. Congrats. And Congrats on that. Thank you. Fortunately, I went into rehab and I stayed sober. Not many do. Right. But um, it's very prevalent among among people that that have alcoholism and drug addiction, have mental illness. Mm-hmm. And now they want to open shoot-up centers. Uh, they want to hand out crack pipes. You know, when I when I heard about this, I said it can't be real. Right. It can't be real that they would want to uh, encourage. It's almost encouraging the insanity mm-hmm. of people with, you know, like these shoot-up centers. These people, they're, they're not going to go there. I know when I wanted to get high, I wanted to get high. I wanted what I wanted right then and there. And mm-hmm. I wasn't going to go wait and take a bus to go somewhere to get high. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Right. And it just feeds into the insanity of the drug addiction and the mental illness and and the violence. And uh, I just don't know where we're going. It's it's real scary. But, Cindy, I'm, I and I think I can speak for our audience that we're very proud of you because addiction or uh, dealing with an addiction is tough. It is tough. You know, you're in peak skill. I've been to uh, those types of meetings um, in Poughkeepsie. I've been to more than one uh, with with a family member that was going through it. And um, I'm I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. But it's not easy to kick an addiction. And uh, thank you for being so candid in discussing this. But I, I share your your concern, your outrage. I, Cindy, thank you for the call. I just don't understand, folks. Again, I was in Rhode Island uh, this weekend. And, uh, of course, Rhode Island has crime as well. But, you know, I was with family and, and you know, with, 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 with my daughter and my grandkids. And, and then I, I look and I see the incident that happened in Chinatown. And at, at, at what point, at what point do we say, and and you know, what's unfair to to all of us, the politicians that, that limited the mental health beds and so on, they now have gone about their business and want to be nameless when they're the ones that created this problem. What what do you say to this young lady's family? What do you say? I'm sorry your 35-year-old daughter in her own apartment was stabbed more than 40 times. I'm sorry that the crime is uh, sexual in, in nature. But, hey, we caught the guy. He He's at Rikers. 
What what do you say to her family? And the Asian American community has been going on for months about attacks against Asian Americans committed primarily by African American males. And what what gives? What what gives, folks? A 35-year-old vibrant woman with a full career ahead of herself described as a caring, decent, nice person is no longer here. Can you imagine dying a death of 40 stab wounds? Can you imagine that? Stop, folks, for a second and think about that. Let's go to Maria in Brooklyn. Good morning, Maria. And also, I should also point out that coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Frank will be joining me in about 15 minutes to take some of your calls. Maria in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind? Dominic, I want you to know that you are a blessing. When you share your life experience, there's a reason why God had, has uh, put you on this earth. You are a blessing. Well, Amy, Maria, you, you know are, what? I, I, I agree with you. I, I'm, I have to be completely honest. Growing up, I was completely ashamed of the situation that my mother, as a chronic paranoid schizophrenic, went through, and I would never discuss it. But I'm no longer ashamed by it because it, it is what it is. Um, you know, but anyway, Maria, go right ahead. You asked what, what, the, what was the suspect doing? He was getting treatment from the Shirlane McRae uh, mentally ill program brought onto New Yorkers by um, Mayor de Blasio, who is now telling us that he's going to fight with every cell of his body for our safety if he becomes a congressperson. Um, let me tell you, Dominic, the other day I was in the parking lot and I tapped. I didn't damage. I just touched somebody's car. This man came out of his car and I was scared. I really was. And you know what saved me? And this is my point. Three people came out of the store. Two of them were Hispanics with the lady. And the lady shielded me. And the other two guys basically um, talked to him. And he noticed that four against one wasn't going to start. So he got back in his car and he left. We have to get together as a community. And we have to protect each other because the politicians are not going to do it. The police are tied up. And I bet you anything, the the African, um, I'm sorry, the Asian-American community, they do not vote Republican conservative. And these are the laws that are hurting our own communities, unfortunately. Very sad, very sad. But we have to protect each other. We have to take this matter into our hands, meaning protect each other, help each other out. Um, If if she would have noticed him uh, asking for her earlier than when it whatever happened, but we have to start being more pro, more proactive with our own selves, Dominic. Right. Maria, I, I hear you. And, um, you know, it's four o'clock in the morning. She's coming home. She's probably tired, probably feeling good about having a night out. And she's not thinking that I better look behind me. You know, this guy, he snuck up or he little, she was prey. She was prey for this madman. 
and it's it's just it's just it, it's it's horrible. So again, in Rhode Island, I you know I, I wake up and I I look at the headline, and I'm and my first my first reaction is that we're becoming desensitized to all of these horrific crime incidents. When it happens, we say, are they homeless? Are they mentally ill? And oftentimes the answer is yes and yes. And then what happens? Then a funeral is held and we go on and the family of the individual is devastated on a mental level for life. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. And, of course, we will continue to take your telephone calls. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. So AOC, AOC is blaming the crime surge on the child tax credit ending. You heard me correctly. That's what I said. That's what she says. And she's calling uh, Congress an S show and an interview with uh, the New Yorker magazine. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is complaining about her job <laughs> and blaming and and congresswoman is always a, another choice if you don't like your job then you can always uh, give it up and she's blaming the expiration of the expanded child tax credit for fueling crime and she says that parents are stealing baby formula to feed their kids. No, Congresswoman, they're stealing it because of what they try to sell online. Here's what she had to say. You know, the day-to-day of my day job is frustrating. So is everyone else's. (laughs) You know, I ate when I was a waitress and a bartender, and I eat as a member of Congress. It's called a job. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Now, what's funny about that? What's funny about that? What's funny about that? I want you to listen to that one more time. You know, the day-to-day of my day job is frustrating. So is everyone else's. (laughs) You know, I ate when I was a waitress and a bartender, and I eat as a member of Congress. It's called a job. (laughs) (laughs) You know? This is just my personal opinion. Madam AOC, you should not be in Congress. It's as simple as that. Period. I I would love to see the Latino representation, but not you. In my opinion, as a political reporter of close to 40 years, you don't have the credentials. You don't have the experience. And half of what You know, when you're interviewed, and I know a thing or two about doing television interviews, when you're interviewed on television, every interviewer has on kid gloves when they ask you questions. 
And uh, that little giggle goes right up there with our vice president, Kamala Harris, when she laughs. And by the way, folks, we're going back to your telephone calls on what happened in Chinatown. But also uh, this morning, uh, 1430, 1,430 New York City workers have been fired for refusing to get the COVID vaccine. The mayor fired the uh, the roughly 1,400 government workers who refused to get vaccinated. The city revealed uh, Monday, including 36 NYPD personnel, 25 fire department workers, and 914 Department of Education staffers. Now, the number, it has dropped considerably from last Friday's uh, vaccine mandate deadline as more employees submitted proof of getting at least one shot. Initially, at one point, officials estimated that 4,000 jobs were on the chopping block, but that number is down to 1,430. Still too many, uh, but that's where we stand as of right now. So we are talking about, in my opinion, we must expand Kendra's law. You cannot let the mentally ill uh, many of which are homeless, continue to roam the streets. It... Let's go to uh, John, John in Hell's Kitchen. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. First off, I'd like to say, uh, Lord rest that, 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 young, that young lady's soul and her repose and, 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 and love to her family. Uh, Dominic, I called you last week. If you remember, I compared you to Bernard King with the triple doubles, right? Tonight, I'm comparing you to Julia Serving from the top of the key at Rutgers back <laughs> in the day. You're just jamming it straight in, Dominic. And I got to tell you, Dominic, I like when you say, uh, I, I, I want to be totally honest. Dominic, let's be honest with each other. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Just like you said, nothing is being done, Dominic. If there were undercover cops on the street prowling, they might have seen that dude. You you know, you grew yes. up in, in, in the street. Slow rollers. Remember them dark cars at night? They slow yes. ride yes. up the street. Yes, good point, nothing, John. Yes, no, yes. Nothing is, listen, there were always, you know it and I know it. And anyone who grew up in the five boroughs knows it. If you were out late at night, there was always a slow car coming somewhere yes. or somebody with an eye on a corner. We don't have that anymore, Dominic. And I got to tell you something. Eric Adams, he needs to stop talking about himself. We are now halfway through a short month. We're four, way, four weeks away from spring. And let me tell you something. We are going to have the Wild West because, as you've said, and as I've heard it said on your show, these criminals are emboldened because they know that there's no rules, there's no rhyme, there's no reasons, there's no cops. And unless we get those slow rollers, because down around Christie Street, and Dominic, I remember the night you got emotional on the air when you spoke about the lady who was thrown down the subway stairs not too far from there who died, right. the, the Asian lady. Right. And I got to tell you something, unless we have these slow rollers, unless we have undercover cops, unless we have uh, 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 people on the street, Dominic, this isn't going to get any better. And I got to tell you, Bragg, Adams, Letitia James, uh, um, uh, Hasty, uh, the other one, they're all in cahoots. 
They all march with Black Matter, uh, Black Lives Matter. They're all in cahoots, and nothing is being done. But uh, Eric Adams got elected in November. November, December, January, February. We're almost at March. It, and, and then he's going to put undercovers out there with caps on and badges, name tags, and, and, and jackets? Come on, Dominic. Well, you know well, what time well, it is. You John, know what time it is, Dominic. Yeah, I, I, I do know what time it is, John, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned the slow moving vehicles because I forgot all about that, John. You're correct. And the slow moving vehicles meant that the great undercover officers of the NYPD that they were on it and that they were slowly moving up the block because on, on the drop of a dime they're ready to jump out and pounce. And and who knows? You know, we 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 can we can't really second guess. But thank you for the call, John. But who knows? When John mentions the slow moving vehicles coming up the block, maybe NYPD could have seen this man. Maybe the NYPD could have locked him up the day before. And maybe if we're all lucky, he would have stayed at Rikers. Maybe, possibly. Allegedly. Let's go to Lisa. Lisa's calling from Manhattan. Good morning, Lisa. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. I don't see the same concern or coverage when when young black men, not all, attack Jewish people, Orthodox Jews in Brooklyn, whatever. I don't see the same concern and coverage. This was just last week. I, no one sp- spoke about this. They were punched in the face. This is going on for years. Because the, I'll tell you, the Democrat Party hates Israel and hates Jewish people. This hey, will, and hey, we're Lisa, a minority. I'm wait, 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 Lisa, Lisa your, 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 line is, your line is breaking up. It, 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 it's like popping. Um, and so I, I have to step in. And, you know, we can continue this tomorrow, Lisa. But, 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 to Lisa's point, she's correct. She's correct. I I don't I don't feel good having to admit that it's uh black men that are attacking Hasidic Jews for no reason at all. Hate. I don't understand why we have to hate each other. And to be candid and honest with you, I really don't understand in this country of opportunity. In this country of opportunity, what do you have to be so angry at where you're attacking someone simply because they don't look like you? Now, is that is that the um, the norm in Brooklyn? No. The norm in Brooklyn is that even in some New York City housing projects in Brooklyn, you have Hasidic Jews, Latinos, and blacks living next to each other. And no problems. But the actions of a handful of men of color is giving all of us a bad rap. There's no way I could sugarcoat it and say, well, you know, well, you know, maybe maybe 0.3% of black men are doing this. No, we have to call it for what it is. And we, we, we have to be honest about it. And it has to stop. Because in the city of New York, one thing that David Dinkins said that is so accurate is that it's a gorgeous mosaic. And that people must live together of different races. Particularly in Brooklyn. 
And what did a, a, a Hasidic Jew that's walking up the street, what did this man do to you? Why, why would you walk up to this man and hit him from the back and punch him in his face? And what if he falls and hits his head and dies? And you're now looking at a murder charge. For what? Anyway, folks, let's uh, bring in Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Mr. Good Morano. morning, Dominic. How goes it? Uh, I've had better days. I've uh, had better I days. See, yes. um, a lot of that going around. The uh, It was great being in Rhode Island um, with my daughter and mm. watching the big game and so on. And But then and I, I wasn't really feeling the seven inches of snow up there. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> and, but it was nice coming back home through Connecticut. But to come home to this headline of this young lady in China. It's incredibly sad. And unfortunately, it's become all too common. It really becomes a question of who's being attacked today, right? I mean, you open the paper, you're no longer surprised when you see someone stabbed 40 times, right? It's, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't know what to say because to your point, you're right. You pick up the paper and it's like, okay, who, who was, uh, who was murdered? Mm-hmm. Who was murdered today? What do you have coming up? Well, um, I'm going to be talking with uh, my old friend Richard Bay, former WABC talk show host. He's launched a new podcast, and uh, we're going to talk about that and uh, what he's going to be doing on the podcast differently and the same from when he was on this station and from when he was on TV all those years on uh, on Channel 9. And we'll reminisce a little bit. I'll pick his brain a little bit on what's, uh, what's in the news. And uh, a lot of you may remember, you may remember, Dominic, the automat. Do you remember the automat? They were these cafeterias where you'd go and you'd put in a couple of nickels and you'd get a sandwich or a piece of pie or a, or a cup of coffee for a nickel. It was considered very, very futuristic from 1902 until about the 60s. Then the 60s, 70s, they slowly waned. And come 1991, the last automat closed. Well, I just saw this fascinating new documentary all about... The Automat. It's history, mm. it's place in New York and Philadelphia culture. And I invited the uh, director and the producer of that documentary, Lisa Hurwitz, to, to join me to talk about it because I was really just so impressed with this film. So we're going to talk about The Automat in this documentary a bit, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to that conversation. And now you have me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with these hours. Uh, they are conducive to eating at odd times, oh, aren't they? Oh, and we know what that does for the on the weight front. Oh, my goodness. You know? And how? So, Mr. Morano, you select the uh, next call. All right. Well, uh, how about um, how about uh, Judy in Westchester? Judy, you're up. You're chatting with Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Um, hi, especially Dominic. I, I've been oh, oh gosh, I've been wanting to talk to you for like the last couple of weeks. Listen, I live. Uh, I worked on the crisis team, and we dealt with people and helped people out in the community. And Kendra, this is what I wanted to explain. Somebody should, in all of these conversations, I have yet to hear anyone mention the responsibility of the Office of Mental Health, New York State. This Kendra's law is still in existence. I mean, we don't have to reinvent the the wheel. The the system has failed that poor woman. the system is in place. There's a forensic psychiatric hospital in Middleton that's devoted to people 
uh, patients like this man that did these stabbings. There's also Riley on Randall's Island, which is a forensic psychiatric state hospital. These people don't belong at Rikers Island. Once they get evaluated, like for you know, and determine that they, um, you know, are dangerous, they can. They, they uh, what's happening with the system is there's too much paperwork, so they're let go. I mean, they're held for seventy-two hours by law. They could be held for seventy-two hours. They're talking halfway decently after seventy-two hours, and they. They don't want to bother. I mean, I'm talking about the system. They don't want to bother to complete the paperwork because they'd have to go before a judge. And then the judge would rule that they could be held for three months and they could be put in a psychiatric forensic hospital, not held in jail, not sent to a shelter because they're not hospitals. They have to have professional care, but they're too lazy I mean, it's too backed up or they're just too lazy to complete the paper trail. And somebody has to mention the Office of Mental Health, New York State. Not what's going to happen. And mark my words, you're the the uh, current um, uh, the current governor of the state. And and the new uh, and the new mayor, they're going to act like they're reinventing the wheel. Okay, we're going to get Kendra's law going. Okay, we're going to start doing this when all these things are currently in place. I hear you. Okay? I hear you. It's a- I, I hear you, Judy, and I, I thank you for the call. I would like for you uh, to call back another night this week uh, when when I have time and we can deal with this more. Here's my bottom line. I don't mean to sound uh, mean or not sensitive to the situation. Get him off the street. I don't care if it's Rikers or the mental hospital. Get him off the street, period. And I'll just add that uh, we could talk about how Kendra's law is being used, not being used. As of now, it is set to expire in four months and 15 days. So I am not at all convinced that the legislature will extend Kendra's law. I mean, Eric Adams was up in Albany yesterday, and after listening to Andrea Stewart-Cousins describe her meeting with him, it doesn't look like the legislature is going to move on bail reform. Now, if Eric Adams can't even convince them on bail reform, are, are we really terribly convinced that they're going to extend Kendra's law? I'm not. And we, we, you're right. We can have a situation where Kendra's law sunsets. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's Should be a priority for everybody as they reach out to their legislatures. In my uh, legislators, in my opinion, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. You want to keep it right there, folks, all morning long. Talk Radio seventy seven W A B C.